Hello everyone, welcome back to a lot about nothing where we discuss a little bit about everything and uh, today's episodes will be talking about our closest relatives. Now what do I mean by our, you know, who is our and by this I'm referring to human species essentially and um, you know who who is our closest relatives and the answer to that are chimpanzees so chimpanzees are our closest relatives from a biological standpoint i believe we share something close to about 98.8% of our dna with them which if you really think about it is basically 99% i mean 98.8 basically 99% so we share 99% of our dna which is basically 100% so we're basically the same thing <laughs> uh but i mean in all seriousness um the number 98% 98 98.8% that i found online uh that's a difference of 1.2% right so we're basically saying in 1.2% difference in uh genetic makeup is the difference between uh jumping across trees and fighting with sticks to building spaceships that goes to mars and building ai you know 1.2 percent difference in genetic makeup right and then obviously if you stretch that imagination a bit more and then you can ask the question well imagine a separate um species who are you know genetically their genetic makeup is different from ours by let's say five percent and that reflects in their intellect so you can imagine the the massive gap we would have uh, between these two societies but i digress <clears throat> um so yeah coming back to this uh, i think also there's a fun fact that humans share about 60 percent of uh dna with a banana and i know that sounds a bit a bit crazy but uh it's it's actually true um and the reason why is because a majority of that uh similarity actually boils down to like basic housekeeping uh genes for things like basic cellular functions so replicating dnas or helping cells divide and being able to control the cell cycle so these are all processes that most uh, living animals or plants or living organisms uh, have in common. They are basically the building blocks of the of the DNA. <clears throat> now back to our closest relatives, chimps. Um, so what type of societies do chimps live in? Well, they typically have an alpha male who is essentially like the leader of uh, of the pack. And then you tend to have packs of groups of about 40 to 50 chimps living within a pack on average. And uh, you have a sort of hierarchy of order where the chimp sort of has his close generals or his close friends who are sort of uh, next in line in terms of importance or you know power. And uh, things like grooming, which is basically when chimps um sort of pick pick things off their skin and sort of take care of each other so grooming is extremely political uh within chimp societies so who you groom and who grooms you in return means a lot right so for example if you have uh, an alpha and the alpha grooms 
a particular chimp then that signifies that that chimp is probably second or third in line but then if you're an alpha everyone wants to sort of groom you so you have a lot of you know people who are willing to groom you hoping you groom them back in return so you tend to have these kind of uh, political uh, alliances or uh, political yeah tendencies coming out when it comes to grooming and meat sharing as well so whenever they go on hunts and they sort of uh, capture animals sharing meat is also extremely political it signifies more than just uh, feeding the pack it also shows uh, that sort of hierarchy that I mentioned previously so that's kind of how their society operates right you have the alpha you have his close generals and that keeps order within within the pack and uh, moving on to their behaviors right chimps can be very aggressive and territorial right so they typically have uh, patrols where they go around their borders and um, this patrol is mostly made up of the males within the pack Uh, however if the numbers of the males are low then you have the females who also join in and uh, whenever they go on their patrol and they for example encounter um, an opposing pack they obviously engage in battle and conflict and then you know these chimps are able to carry sticks and use weapons and you can see how well they are not they don't directly use weapons but they're able to sort of carry uh carry sticks uh, to probably scare off uh enemies and you can see how that could potentially evolve into being able to use tools um within humans for example and something that I find interesting is that chimps also have the ability to get jealous. Or at least whilst I was doing the research, I found that sometimes they exhibit behaviors that resemble jealousy, which is very, very interesting when you think about the fact that jealousy is it's like a sort of emotion you show when you're insecure or you have a fear of not getting something that someone else gets. Uh, which is very interesting, um, very similar to us. Like I said, 98.8% similarity in DNA. So I won't be too surprised if a lot of the behaviors um, are similar between us and them. Uh, the next thing that I found interesting about chimps is that they sort of engage in cannibalism. So they basically eat um, other chimps from other groups. So say, for example they engage in conflict within with a separate chimp group um the winning group tend or can if they choose to can eat members of the other group which i find a bit disturbing i think cannibalism is something i've never really understood um i'm not quite sure why sort of animals do it um i did find that it's can the chances of cannibalism happening increases in environments where sort of food and nutritional resources are low right so this means the group gets to eat more food um yeah and then make sure that sort of no resources are being put to waste and uh there are also like a lot of human societies where cannibalism have been recorded right so i believe for example the aztecs of mexico they tend to eat the flesh of their enemies uh, because they believe it makes them stronger 
right so if chimps are exhibiting this behavior it's kind of trying to draw parallels between how they you know the type of behaviors they have and kind of things that humans do as well and uh, i mean nowadays there are very very little if any human societies that actually have uh, cannibalism going on and if i was to guess i would say it's because of the invention of agriculture so this basically allowed uh, humans to you know you know farm and that meant we had excess food and we could grow the population and sort of resources wasn't such a massive issue and then we didn't have to partake in cannibalism anymore so that's just an interesting uh, thing that i found with chimps uh, something else they also do is they have a lot of conflict and wars and uh, i was asking myself well what's the advantage of chimps having like in-house fighting for example right so they also have in-pack fighting where males within the same pack engage in you know aggressive behaviors and they can even kill each other and i didn't really understand why they did that right so some of the answers that come to head might be maybe they're trying to remove the weak genes within the pack but then i would presume that uh, from an evolutionary point of view um, your genes just want to survive so it makes more sense to leave the pack as large as possible to guarantee survival but then they partake in this sort of uh, in-house fighting where they can also kill each other so maybe evolution only cares for the fittest gene to survive not necessarily the most amount of genes if that makes sense uh, another answer or another thought i had was maybe it's a way to teach the males of the in-house pack how to fight so that whenever they come across a separate group or pack of chimps they have the skills and the ability to you know fight off uh that opposing group and um yeah i think it all boils down to ensuring that you know chimps with the best genes survive and then pass on those uh, those genes and um, these conflicts or wars with other groups tend to be led by the alpha male and um, the way which chimp societies of uh, select their alphas or the way which the alphas emerge depends there, there tends to be two ways essentially right so it's either a particular chimp uses brute force so this tends to happen in situations where the chimp is a lot larger or a lot stronger and he can just use brute force to challenge the current sitting alpha and uh, take his position. But then there are certain situations where if the chimps are smaller or weaker, they actually build coalitions. So they build a group and then with the support of the group, they can become alpha. And I think that just shows how similar, you know, how close we are to these, to, to our cousins, right? It's like, it's not all about brute strength. It's also about the power of the pack or the group. And they, they are very social creatures as we, as we've seen. And uh, yeah, they can use coalitions to also replace the alpha. But then that raises another question in my head is like, so, okay, you've used brute force or you've used your coalition to become an alpha. Why? Right. So 
why do you want to be an alpha like what is the advantage or what's the benefit because if you really think about it being alpha is not easy because um once you're alpha every upcoming male within the pack you have your target on your back and you're you will be challenged or there will be potential coups coming up and if there's an encounter with uh, uh an opposing pack or, or an enemy pack you as the alpha has to lead the charge you know so there's a lot of risk with being alpha and the question is like why would any chimp you know want to be an alpha and the answer to that is fairly simple if you think about it from uh, an evolutionary point of view is because the alpha has the most access to resources and mating options so being alpha essentially is your main interest is to do with sex and uh, that ensures that the larger mating pool that you have increases the chances that your genes will get passed on which means most of your offsprings would also be alpha-like or would have the genes of an alpha which means you know if the, if you're the alpha of the pack it means you have certain skills or attributes that means you're strong and then that guarantees the survival of the pack because if you have a wider mating pool and um you you know you have a higher chances of having offsprings and that means your genes get passed on and it, yeah it basically guarantees the survival of of your gene essentially right and um yeah i know this is basically me explaining evolution but i find it really interesting that that would be the reason why uh sort of chimps would want to be alpha within their packs uh, the mothers of the alpha also enjoy benefits, like even in old age. So if you're an old mom and your son is an alpha, you tend to have preferred treatments when it comes to like meat sharing because, you know, your son will give you some meat. Uh, so therefore, that also gives incentives to females to mate with alphas. So it's, it's like a circle, basically, because at your old age as a female, if you mate with an alpha, your son is likely to be the alpha, which means you're likely to have more resources even at your old age so it's in your preferred interest to mate with an alpha so that even that, that that makes it more attractive to be an alpha and then moving a bit into females so what are the roles of females within a chimp pack right so most of the females are actually responsible for the care and upbringing of the offsprings right so they protect them, they feed them, they teach them sort of basic survival skills. And um, something I found really interesting is that the young females, when they reach a certain age, they tend to leave their home group to find a new group to build their own families. And that's basically how chimp societies, they stay healthy and prevent sort of in-house breeding and sort of ensure genetic diversity. And I found that really interesting because, and I might just be capping here, but if you think of how humans, uh, how we do marriage and sort of you're marrying off the woman, you know, I might be reaching here, I don't know, but um, I'm just trying to draw certain parallels that, you know, female chimps within their packs, you know, sort of leave their home pack to go into new, new packs to build their own families. And I, I don't know, I just thought it was interesting to point out please don't come for me and um yeah and then when they leave and they find another group they stay there and they make it their home group and then they tend to mate with multiple males as well to increase 
uh, sort of the chances of the diversity of the genes and that's sort of how the pack or the society stay healthy so um yeah i think uh you know james is, is looking into them or something i sort of uh, got into over the past few weeks uh there was a documentary i saw on netflix it's called the chimp empire i highly recommend it uh it's also furthered my interest in this topic um something i found really interesting was that i could understand a lot of the facial expressions of the chimps within the um documentary and that's because it's very similar obviously to how humans look and behave so i could easily map across what i was seeing on their faces versus what i've you know what you see in humans and uh it's really interesting because you know they are one of the very few animals that we can do that with where we could map facial expressions or behaviors and sort of directly kind of have an idea of what that means without having to have studied them for a really long time um so yeah i just find it interesting that you know studying chimps is is a way of studying humans in a basic level obviously without the complexities that emerge from a higher level of consciousness or intelligence um just as a base level i just find it really interesting to see how we can draw parallels between uh, both species so yeah that's that's it really in conclusion i think um also having chimps that we can observe i think it's something that we take for granted right like imagine if humans went to another planet say mars and we saw animals that look you know very similar to us have similar societal structures uh have the tendency to be able to use tools and you know have these political complexities like we will be absolutely mind blown um but then obviously cuz we have chimps here on earth and we see them all the time we kind of taking it for granted as though it's a given um so yeah i just find all of this really really interesting anyways thank you for listening uh, i hope you've enjoyed this and i will speak to you all in the next episode take care